But as we as we all embody um, the desire and the willingness to be our authentic selves, then that creates the safety for those around us to do the same thing. But we have to be willing at some point to take the mask off, stop trying to be who everybody outside of us has told us we should be, has tried to dictate that we should be, and just be ourselves, have the courage to be your authentic um, self. And it is like a, it's like a wave that goes out and it just draws it out of the people around you. And that's what I've witnessed. I don't go- You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. It's always so wonderful to be with you all again. And please remember, if you're liking the shows and getting a lot out of our conversations, to subscribe and like and leave a comment and all that good stuff. It helps the algorithms. It helps other people see the shows. The more comments, the more YouTube shares them. Although I have been exploring other platforms lately, so I'll probably be moving the shows to another platform soon enough. But today I have a special delight for you all today, the beautiful and delicious Angela Anderson. Welcome to the show, darling one. Hi, Karen. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to speak with you today. The cat's coming to say hello. Yeah, mine is sitting right here <laughs> under me. He's sitting right here under me. Yeah. He was happily sitting over there on the other couch. And as soon as I press record, he's like, I'm going to come in and have some of this. So he's like right here next to me. <laughs> A wet cat. It's raining here in Sydney today, so I've got a wet, a wet cat here. All right, let oh me tell, God. let me tell people a little bit about Angela that don't know Angela. I've had Angela in the Inner Sanctum as a guest teacher, showcasing her work, which is up on the YouTube. Uh, so we've learned a little bit about Angela, but things have been moving along and expanding. So we're going to hear more. Many have knowings, ears to hear, and an inner eye to see, yet many ignore it. Angela Anderson is one of those who has chosen to honour the call, committing to give voice to the divine consciousness present in all things. She's chosen to give voice to the infinite wisdom and eternal love. Angela began channeling via automatic writing shortly after the start of 2020. She has since opened to voice channeling and energetic transmission via involuntary body movements, which are just divine. You should check out Angela's YouTube channel where she does non-voice channeling. She just moves. So obviously you can't miss it on audio. You have to go to the YouTube channel. It's just hypnotic. Anyway, she channels messages from a group consciousness she calls oneness. The energy of oneness is a collective label adopted by the beings of the divine Christ consciousness present in support to humanity during this great awakening, the great shift in the consciousness of Mother Earth and her inhabitants. Angela plays the role of wife and mother to two 
a loving to a loving husband and two beautiful children and they are beautiful she considers herself a student of life always eager to learn more allowing her light to impact that which she that uh, that which exists around her she spent the last 20 plus years in the corporate world employed as a software engineer for four different fortune 500 companies but with a passion for health and well-being angela spent several years as a certified personal trainer for the american council on exercise <laughs> got that right <laughs> she continues to serve as an advocate for health and well-being now from a perspective of coming into alignment with the true self she has many hobbies including creating beautiful works of art and now your your artwork is like light language art too you're doing that if you check out her instagram you'll see that and builds custom motorcycles <laughs> she's the custom motorcycle channeling of higher consciousness i just love this angela shares channeled messages on her website as well as other social media streams including youtube facebook and instagram and is now offering private sessions to those seeking guidance as an advocate of the energy philanthropy her sessions are via donation, accepted as they are gifted. Her sessions can be requested via the Energy of Oneness Facebook page or the Energy of Oneness website. And the website is um, theenergyofoneness.com, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All righty. Let's, let's start from the beginning because I don't think the beginning was at, you know, 2020. I think that you knew this was going on long before that. It was just that you owned it in 2020, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's been a progressive thing. It wasn't all at it wasn't all at once. And um, as I've grown up, it's been a series of I would call them initiations. Now learning to trust uh, the voice that I was hearing. I grew up seeing things. And most of the things I saw weren't necessarily fully fleshed out. They appeared to me as uh, shadows or distorted images. So like when I was, I would say maybe about two or three or so, I would wake up in the middle of the night and look to the side of the bed and there would be these small things, these small shadows and maybe like one or two really big shadows. But in retrospect, they were never, um, scary or like looking to scare they were just present and a lot of times they would be dancing but because i was so small and i didn't understand it i would get so freaked out and just run out of the room out of the room so i remember going to uh tell my parents about the different things that i was seeing and they would never listen never listen i remember um sitting in the bed with my mom my dad was in the shower and uh, I'm sitting on the side of the bed and I see this man standing in the hallway. He had on a top hat, a suit uh, with tails because I saw tails. Right. And uh, he had a cane and he just stood there and it was almost as if he was amazed that I could see him, that I could actually see him. And in my mind, I thought this must be the boogeyman. But I wasn't afraid. I, I wasn't afraid. I just kind of thought because he was a shadow, like not fully fleshed out, but I, I knew what he had on, right? And I'm saying, this must be the boogeyman. So I'm trying to tap my mom on the shoulder and uh, tell her, mom, this is the boogeyman. Look, 
look, he's right here. And no, she would never look. But the moment she turned to look was the same moment he proceeded down the hallway. And he just walked down the hallway just as casually as you, as you please. Yeah, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, so it was a it was a series of things that have happened um, like like that. Like I like I wrote this little story about the snake in the haze. Like I go outside to feed the dog, and I reach down to uh, give the dog water. There's a bowl um, right near the faucet where you can give the dog water. And it's really hot that day. And I was at home alone. So I went outside to give the dog the water. And as I reached down to turn on the hydrant, there's a snake like right near my hand, teeth glaring. He's like coiled back like this, teeth glaring, like just inches away from my hand. And in the moment of seeing it, I didn't panic, a voice spoke that I heard and the voice says, don't run, turn around and walk away. And I dropped everything. I turned around and I walked away. I didn't run at all. And as I leave, go in the house, I call my mom and tell her what happened. And she comes right home, goes outside in the backyard and the, the, the snake is gone, it's dead, but assuming the, the dog killed it. But in that moment of hearing that voice, I saw this, um, it was like this haze, like this uh, translucent haze appeared. And I just walked out of this haze and it was like the snake was frozen in place. Like it couldn't move, it didn't move at all. And I walked away and I go in the house thinking to myself, why didn't it strike? I should have been bitten because I was this, like it was here, like this close, but it didn't move. It was almost like it couldn't move. It was just frozen in place. And I just turned around and walked away. So yeah, crazy, crazy things like that have um, happened like throughout my life, like growing up. I'm thinking, listening to that story, that your guardian angel was talking to you at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That angel, you know, we've talked about this in the Inner Sanctum. Uh, Garnet talks about the guardian angel that's specifically there to stop us um, killing ourselves before our time is up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, they, you know, they have done that repeatedly for me. Yeah. I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't realize how much so <laughs> until that day I fell down the stairs. And um, that was the day I was headed out to work. I had just gotten an internship, headed out to work. And uh, it was raining, like it was storming that morning. Like it's the second day of the internship. So I get all dressed up, going down the stairs and we have um, hardwood floors, hardwood steps. And uh, there's a landing coming from, coming from upstairs. It's a landing of about three steps. You go down and you hit a landing. And then there's like a maybe like 19 or 20 steps all the way down to the front door. And so I'm walking, get dressed, ready for work, got to get out super early. And I'm not a morning person, right? So I'm already kind of sleepy, you know, but I get down the landing and get ready to step down the big staircase. And as I prepare to step down the big staircase, the heel of one of my boots gets caught 
in the hem of my other pant leg and I start to fall. My, my first thought, my instant thought is, oh shit, I'm about to fall down the steps. What, I, and I think, what can I do to help myself in this moment? Cause there's no rails on our stair. There were no rails on the staircase at all, just walls. So the voice spoke again and that voice said, just reach out, just reach out. That's what the voice said. And I didn't even think twice. I didn't think who is speaking or what am I reaching out to? I just re reached out like this, like Superman almost, right? Cause I'm falling like face first. Like I'm gonna fall face first down the steps. So I just reach out like this. And as I reach out, something caught me, it went black and I was placed at the bottom of the staircase. I never hit a step. I never hit a step. And when I when they placed me at the bottom of the staircase, I was seated where I could look back up the staircase. And as I looked back up the staircase, I was like, what the hell just happened? And who is keeping me from killing myself? Because I know now, without a doubt, somebody is keeping me from killing myself. What the heck is really going on? And now that I now I know. All of those events were like uh, episodes or initiations of trust, learning to trust. Because when that voice called out, I could have said, it's nobody there. I don't see anything. And I could have, I don't know, attempted to catch myself on the wall, but I didn't. I just reached out because the voice had spoke to me all those events while I was small. While I was growing up, I had heard that voice and I just trusted that voice. And I just went with the voice and reached out. Yeah. So I went black between, I went black between reaching out and being seated on the, at the bottom of the staircase, looking wow. back up the staircase. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've heard many stories like that. And the one that comes to mind was a woman that I was healing many years ago when I worked as a massage therapist and I used to go and see her she was hit by a truck on a crossing and she was damaged her pelvis was smashed but she said I'll never forget her telling me this story that the car hit her already did the damage right and when she was up in the air she felt someone grab her and place her on the road you know on the side of the road like not where the car could run over her but yeah like she felt like she was placed, you know, down. Yeah. Uh, so it's sort of confusing because, like, they let they let the car hit her, but they let didn't let her have more damage than she already had. Like, it, yeah. So obviously, the, there was a lesson there for both the driver and her, and yeah. you know, and me because I was doing energy healing and channeling on her, and so she was opening up to all that. So there were lessons there, but there were still angels there, like still. Yeah. That's an yeah. amazing story. Angela. It is. And you know what's funny? My mom, when she, when I, when we tell this story, her version is so different from my version. Uh -huh. Yeah. Cause what she heard was me hitting the steps wow. falling. She heard me hitting the steps falling. So when they came downstairs, because they heard me fall, they heard me fall down all these steps. 
they come down the steps and she is like already in tears and panic knowing she's going to have to call an ambulance and something's going to be broken. They're going to have to get me to a hospital. And when they get down, I'm like, I'm in awe. Like I, I can't even speak because I'm like, how did I fall? And I don't even have a bruise from my shin or anything hitting the step. Nothing hit the steps. Nothing hit the steps. I don't have a bruise. I don't have a scratch. I don't have anything. I'm just sitting there. And she's like so panicked. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. So but, how, but she just knew. Yeah. How long ago was that? I was in grad school. That's oh, when so, I was, so I was ago. in grad school. Yeah. So what did you make of that as a young? So how old were you? Like early 20s? Or 20, something? 20s, yeah. 20. 21, 22 years. Yeah. yeah. What did you make of that? You just was like, okay, thanks and moving on. Or somebody is keeping me from killing myself. Who yeah. is it? Who is There's this? Who who is it? What is it? I assumed it was angels because at that time, like my little brother, he could um he would see angels from time to time. Wow. Like he would say, I never saw, I was never visual. I mm-hmm. could um, I just knew things. I didn't even feel to the degree that I do now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I I just knew things. But yeah, I just knew I had somebody looking out for me. I had a group looking out for me. And then after that, I would get messages for like my mom and I would just share the messages. Or for my grandfather, I would get messages from time to time and I would share them and um, because my mom at that time, she wasn't into any of that stuff, right? It's so taboo and scary and all that stuff, right? It was, even though she may have heard me and she, she may have even taken it in, um, in me relating it to her, my perception of her receipt of that was that she just didn't get it. She didn't accept it. She didn't, she couldn't hear me. Even when I was giving her messages, I would always say they, because at the, at the time I had no clue who they was at all. <laughs> yeah. I would just share the message. And how did other people receive the message? They just thought it was cute little Angela saying nice things or something. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't even have a concept of if they were taking it in at all. Right. Like I would, I would get a message. And I remember when my grandfather was ill, um, he had a dream and I could interpret the dream. Like I, I kind of knew what the dream meant. Like he told the dream and I could see it in my mind's eye. And I remember being so freaked out that I was sitting, I was, my closet was super small. And so I just sat in my closet and closed the door. And I think I called my stepmom because she was the only super religious person I knew. And I didn't know who else to talk to, you know. But I remember um, telling her that story. And um, yeah, I don't know if he heard me when I, you know, talked to him about that, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that this is an important message for anyone that is channeling messages. Uh, you can have exalted wisdom streaming through you and you know it. But until you identify with somebody that puts that into the world, like if you're just you, you the brother, the sister, the personality, the friend, people aren't going to listen to you until you identify 
you know, that's why people become doctors and psychologists and they, you know, they do years of, and they, they have PhDs and, you know, letters after their name. And so they identify with someone who has an authority. And now that you've, you're in a position of authority, people listen to you. Yeah. Right? So if you're just drunk down the pub giving good health advice, no one's going to listen to you, not you, but, you know, people. Yeah. Generally. But if you go to a doctor and they give the same advice, this is what I found in my life, you give the same advice, people see you as someone to listen to so the message lands yeah, yeah. It, it's all about identifying and it's the same with channels like once you put yourself out there to the world and you say okay i'm receiving exalted messages and people are always going to say who is it how do you know yeah. <laughs> like, who is it but there is still there is still an authority i found that in my work when i have given people advice it's channeled but it comes through me without their set without me saying it's channeled yeah and people go great and then they get the same advice from someone that puts themselves out there as a channeler and charges 15 times more than me <laughs> and then they come back to me with my advice and say i heard it from them and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah so, but, but in the end at the end of the day it, it really doesn't matter right it's just the message and they receive it how they receive it. And even if they even if they don't receive it in the moment that you give it, that seed is still planted. So when yeah. somebody else comes along subsequently, they just kind of confirm the message that you've already given. So it's right. not even about if they get it. And I realize that now it's not even about if they get it. If you are called, charged as a as a person who's uh, in a position to communicate that wisdom, it's just your task to communicate that wisdom and allow well, what we want to come through. That, this, is an my, this is an interesting conversation because that's been the ch the greatest challenge of my life is communicating exalted wisdom in a way that people can get it, digest it, understand it, and live it. Like that's the challenge for the teacher or the healer. And you know, I, I think I've probably said this to you before, but Byron Katie, who's one of my favorite teachers, who's not challenged by anything. Somebody asked her in an interview, what challenges you? And she said the same thing. She said, finding ways in which to communicate the message, finding words. And yet, you know, she has, she's got so many quotes and she's found so many ways in which to communicate the message, but that's her greatest challenge. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, I think as a teacher, that's the greatest challenge. How can I communicate this in a way that you can you can receive it, like it can land on, yeah. So, but anyway, if you're talking to yeah. the mob, the oneness, they can they can do that for you. And that's why I love people like Paul Selig and um, well, Neil Donald Walsh who have connected to that same energy and brought through that wisdom with such elegance and words and just the vocab and the vernacular, you know, it's just makes your heart sing, yeah. It does. I think I think when you really open though, the words just come. They it's come. not even it's effortless. It's yeah. you don't even have to think about it. They just present themselves and you yeah. may do a little tweak here and there, but yeah. that's yeah. that's just kind of it. <laughs> even Esther Hicks from the Abraham said that um, Abraham has a much better command of her of the English language, of her knowing of the English language than she does. <laughs> I love that. So, okay. So what happened, you know, just before 2020 that made you like that like changed things that made you sort of think about it more seriously? Um, 
relationships, marriage, like that's one of the, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like that's, that's one of the, has been one of my best um, classrooms without a doubt, because you're with a person all the time and they serve as that mirror for you to see yourself. And so at that point, it had gotten to a place where I had, um, I was in process of giving over my power, not standing my ground, not being who I was called to be. And um, there was one of those conflicts that came and just kind of opened my eyes, revealed itself, right? As so many things that have happened in my life when it was uh, something that I really needed to listen to, like a shift was in motion. My ears started to ring right i got that that shift in vibration like this is something you need to listen to and i remember like my husband and i never argued we've never had an argument like one of these yelling screaming type arguments we've always sat and had discussions and shared our perspectives right but in this particular instance i think i was so angry that i, I couldn't believe i had gotten that angry speaking to him but as I spoke to him and shared with him my perspective, it was like I was having another conversation with myself over here. So I'm speaking to him, but I'm having this conversation. And in this conversation with myself, I'm saying, why are you allowing this? Why have you allowed um, this? Why have you given away your power and allowed this to happen? And so I had to shift shift the shift my object of angst to myself because it was me he was just reflecting that I had put on myself so I wasn't being who I was called to be I wasn't being my authentic self I had acquiesced into pleasing everybody else to doing what everybody else wanted me to yield into what everybody else wanted me to do and be and not being who I had been called to be. And in that moment, I realized that I was projecting that onto my husband and kind of trying to make him fit a mold, right? Of what I thought he should be, but what, that was a reflection of what I was doing to myself, basically. So in that moment of speaking to him, it was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to own me. I have to be me unapologetically. That's that's how this is resolved, right? You like in that moment I could see it from the higher perspective. And I made that decision to shift in that moment. How can I work on me? How can I turn this around, look at me and fix me? Work on me, right? Move these blocks and do what I need to do. And so that kind of that kind of sparked it all. Like things just started to open. And I've always been a seeker. I've always been a reader. Um, I came across your show. I kind of started watching. And as I'm watching the show, I, I noticed the inner sanctum, right? You had the little inner sanctum group. And so uh, I was like, you know, it would be nice to connect with a group like that, right? That was the thought I had. And then at the in the instant I had that thought, it was like, you're not doing that. You're not connecting with people like that. They'll think you're crazy. No, you're not doing that. Right. So um, I, over time, you know, I just kind of kept watching the shows, kept watching the shows. And one morning I found myself sitting in my swing and um, the voice said, you should go ahead and join that group. Right. 
and I had put it off and put it off. And I went out and checked um, checked your website actually, because to that point I had never even gone to your website, right? I would everything I did was on YouTube. So I went out to the website and uh, I looked at the cost and I was like, mm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that, right? And then it was like I realized the price was more affordable than I thought because it was in Aussie dollars versus US dollars. So I was like, well, maybe I can I can make that happen and I'll just join, you know, and see what happens. And when I joined, it was like my guides were like, yay. Like it was like this feeling like I didn't even know I was like talking to them all the time, but it was a, a sense of relief. Like, oh my God, we finally got her to do this thing right like that that she's supposed to do it was like a sense of relief and so uh yeah so i joined the group and uh since then it's just kind of you know it's, it's been like really fast your experience i think is very common for people <laughs> that join groups because there's a lot of groups out there and i'm showcasing a lot of them at the moment that are zoom groups with guest teachers and teaching and stuff not too much teaching but just sharing people's stories uh, that are free you know like you can join for free mm. and uh and and the cost is minimal it's like for i think americans it's it's like under it's about six or seven dollars a session like it's i don't know how what it works out in american dollars what does it work out about 30 bucks or under 30 bucks? i don't know i no. just paid one yeah <laughs> it's just it's pretty yeah. cheap but uh but yeah, pay for anything. We go into our, do, do I want to spend my precious money on that when I don't know what it is? You know, like we go into that skeptical yeah. mind. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a common experience for many people. Uh, but there's something about, and I'm going to say this to you too, because I know that you're offering your sessions by donation, free or by donation. Yeah. There's something about having an energy exchange that's really important. Um, and there's something about getting, getting that, getting wisdom to land too if somebody has offered you something they value then they they value the information that's coming back i have found as a practitioner that when i offer advice to people like friends and they've not paid for it even though they know me as the healer or the teacher or the channel they don't listen than when somebody comes and pays me it's really yeah because I... because they've sort of um it depends on the level of their pain that they're in, you know what I mean? Or the level of their wanting. Uh, but I've had my next door neighbor come and sit in my room a hundred million times, you know, in pain. Yeah. And, and she knows what I do and she knows I make a living out of it. Mm -hmm. And I've offered her advice and it's not landed like it yeah. does with a client, like it does with a client who comes and says, I value you and I'm going to give you something I value. And I'm yeah. going to listen. So there is something about that energy exchange, which is really important. It's yeah, I think I think it's different because for me, it's been completely opposite. Like uh, the people who have been drawn to me, because I won't say I've gone out and said, hey, I'm doing these sessions. I can give you these sessions for this much. I, I think I may have done that once and it just did not resonate with me. Like I couldn't operate in that way. I just had to open myself up and say, okay, I'm here to serve. And in that vein, those who have been drawn to me, 
I've never I've not worked with anyone who has not given something in return. Yeah, I've not yeah. asked for anything. Every yeah. everybody who I've worked with has given something in return. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's resonated with them in such a big way. And the people that I've worked with, I haven't had anyone who was just in a frivolous state and not open to listening. The people yeah. that have been drawn to me have been those who are open and ready and the changes that I have helped to facilitate for those I've worked with, it's like visible and it's lasting and it's it's just off the charts to see nice. because it's it's a reflection of trusting that those that I can help will be the ones who are drawn to Beautiful. me. And yeah. that and that whatever energy needs to take place will will happen and one thing my guides always say is you are guided you are loved and you will be ever supported so don't worry about money yeah don't yeah. worry about the money it's all energy it's all energy yeah and that's how i choose to focus it yeah well i i agree i agree it, it you are and that's what they say to me as well um and yeah energy philanthropy is is a beautiful thing to um offer and then receive an exchange but uh yes yes absolutely okay so um how is it how is channeling we'll we'll bring in we'll bring in the mob oneness we'll bring in in a minute but how has what you've been doing over the last couple of years changed you and changed your life i'm not worried about anything right <laughs> like it's it's almost like you have a you just have that guidance so you don't have to worry you don't have to stress am i doing it right it's 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 a process of number one learning to trust it even more learning to trust what you are receiving and so like i'm now in a state of trust and i consult on everything even the mundane stuff right even the mundane stuff i'm asking about everything just to get a feel for what you guys think what do you guys think because i ultimately have to make the choice but it's nice to have that higher perspective that i can tap into and hear you know hear from it's like i don't worry about stuff i used to worry about um i know that i'll have what i need when i need it so i can operate from that state of abundance because that's what i believe abundance to be and i just don't i don't fret i don't have a sense of fear about things people fear you know i'm able to just be and i understand now i'm learning more and more every day about how i create my own reality and playing with that right it's it's off the charts yeah so I don't, I don't, I don't worry about the small stuff. I just kind of go with the flow. That's kind of how I roll right now. Yeah. Were you, were you someone that used to worry about that stuff before? I, I guess I used to, and maybe that's a product of how I grew up. Cause I grew up, um, my mom at some point, well, at a couple of different points was a single mom. So yeah. she worked a lot and, um, just trying to make sure, you know, bills paid and, mm. um, things taken care of and the kids taken care of and you got to juggle all these hats in the house you know yeah, yeah. I just I just kind of mellowed out for real I yeah <laughs> and how's it how has it changed your family like the new Angela 2.0 <laughs> 
They, like, like I've always been creative, always been open. And I think I've, I've always been that way with my children. And now I'm more that way with my husband, more, more open with him. And so it's created a level of closeness because, I mean, he, he wasn't into this stuff at all either, yeah. but he's seeing it and he can see the evidence of the validity of it. And so it's, it's a draw. It's, it's, a, it's created a, a different type of bond. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And the kids, they're totally up for it. Do they come and oh, ask? Yeah. Do you, do you say to them, you know, as much as I can channel, you can do it too. Like, do you? Yeah. So, so this is how I approach that. I ask them all the time, do they speak with their angels? Right. And, um, that's, that's kind of how I, I approach it with them. And, um, they, they always ask me if I'm getting messages cause they, okay. Sometimes when I get that, um, when I get something like when there is a, a presence near it's like I'll get I'll, I'll be breathed like somebody is breathing me and I'll get I'll do this this breath yeah. right yeah. and they know that when I receive that breath that I've gotten something so now they always ask um what you got what do you, what, what you got for us what do you got you got a message what do you got yeah and then um the sometimes my head will move so if they're communicating something it's it's like an acknowledgement and sometimes it's not even conscious a conscious acknowledgement it just happens um when when i can get in the space of my heart and uh they'll ask what what are they saying what are they saying yeah but they haven't endeavored to try to tap in in that way to listen yet for themselves although they can i know they can and that they do but they aren't um consciously um doing that yet yeah, yeah. but both of them are completely open absolutely yeah, they will so let's just talk a little bit about the movement like explain the movement <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they said yeah um as as I am aware, the movement is the way the energy is able to see. Here we go. Yeah, the movement is the way the energy is able to flow through me. It's the way my body has adapted to respond in channeling the energy. So as it comes down, it comes out. And then I just, I'm just feeling and moving and directing. And sometimes it's like I'm feeling through the field almost. Right. And so in some instances, when I'm like in meditation, this is what I'm doing in meditation. It's just it's just going and I'm sitting back in within myself as an observer. Like when I really get deep, I'm, I'm sitting back as an observer and I'm sitting there saying to myself, that is so freaking cool. Like that is so freaking cool. Right. Yeah, because it's, it's so smooth and it's so flowy and, and it's just it's just going. And then I find that I'm reaching out and when I don't know, sometimes I can reach out and just grab. I guess you could call them energetic blocks, but they almost feel like rocks, like they can feel that hard, like I can feel rocks and I'll take them. And um, it's like I bring them to the front to observe them, acknowledge them. And then I pass them off 
and the angels will take them away. And when they take them from my hand, I feel the weight leave. Like I, I can feel something being taken from my hand. And then I'll go back to that, whatever spot that was that I took it from and give it love, replace it with love. And it's just like a, a clearing like this. And then that piece of the field is clear. Yeah. It's just a way of move, moving the energy. Every, everything is energy, right? It's just a way of moving it around, flowing it, flowing it. Yeah. Beautiful. Just beautiful. <laughs> All right. Shall we? I, I, um, I should have some questions to summon oneness energy. <laughs> <laughs> summon them, summon them. Because I know that we've talked about it. Uh, I don't know. You do it quite well. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. You feeling like they're ready to talk? Let's see. I'm always ready. I just got to get there in the heart. Uh, really, uh, without me summoning and asking questions, have they got a transmission to impart into the people, into the audience, a transmission for the people that are listening? Because from their perspective, you know, outside of time, they, they know every single person that is tuning into this podcast, both on YouTube and audio through all time and space, and they will be directing their conversation to them it is our desire at this time to speak regarding your awareness of that which you are the remembering of the divinity that you hold the sovereignty that you hold. This is our message at this time. Remember who you are, for you are more than mere flesh and blood and bone. You are extensions of the divine creator, the source of all creation in expression as the individuals that you see, but know that you are part of the oneness. There is but one in expression within this plane of being. The separation that you perceive is but illusion. Know this to be fact. We will allow your questions in this moment. The concept of oneness is something that many people speak about in the spiritual conscious communities. And yet as humans here, we experience separation. Can you give us a more practical way of understanding and knowing oneness as our experience? To know is to be. You must allow yourselves the connection. You must allow yourselves 
to venture within the self. For this is the way you come back into alignment with self. What you perceive outside of you is not you in a sense. Knowing the true self requires you to come within and understand that it is your inner state which dictates the projection that you witness outside of you. You are the deliberate creator of that which you witness. Your creation is derived from that which lies within. The thoughts that you hold, the vibration that you emit and hold, the field of frequency that is but you. You must come within yourself into the space of the heart. This is the practical way of bringing yourself back into alignment with the truth of that which you are. For it is in this heart space that you reconnect with that truth of being. If you never venture to go within the heart space, there is but no way of knowing and connecting with the oneness that is all things. Again, going within the heart space is an experience one needs to really experience to understand. But for the purpose of this transmission, what do you mean by going into the heart space? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Could you elaborate on that for people that need to understand finding oneness through the heart space? We will say, allow yourselves to breathe. Pause and take a moment to breathe. Allow the breath to enter the body and go within. Focus upon the breath as it traverses the body. And as you focus upon the breath, your focus is taken from thought. And all you witness is the breath. And there is a slowing down of that which is, that which you perceive, to the point when you begin to observe. It is within this state of observation 
that you begin to witness. That which is within, that which is truly you. For you are that which is in observation of this physicalness. That which is in observation of the thought. But it is in this slowing down of the momentum that you begin to see and feel and know that which you truly are. I'm searching for questions that my audience would ask. Many people on planet Earth at this time, especially difference makers, light weavers, light workers, new old teachers, who feel they are here to make a difference and here to help and uplift this world are feeling a little confused about what their role is in the current consciousless climate where so many people are in distress and with opinion, right and wrong opinions. Can you speak to how light workers can really help at this time as, as, as the light reveals the control and the corruption and the darkness, as, as what we deem as darkness or control is being exposed, how can the light workers help? We will say this is a very multifaceted question, and one will, will start with the self. You must understand that you are the deliberate creator of your experience, and as such, you define the projection that you witness. This is the first foundational point. There is nothing outside of you that does not reflect that which exists within you. So as any person, not just those who are workers of light, showers of the way, you must go within and begin to assess how that which you witness outside of you is reflecting what lies within. Understand the power that this fact holds because when you do and you go within and begin to allow the self to be changed within well the outside external world begins to reflect more love when you become more love within when you allow more love to be facilitated through your beingness when you allow yourself to get in a state where you can operate and reflect and function in authenticity and function 
with and as your true self, your truth of being, then your world begins to reflect that truth of being. This is first and foundational. It begins with each individual on a personal level. There is nothing outside of you that is not reflecting what exists within. Understand this as fact. In this same vein, understand that it is not the light worker's task or anyone else's task to fix anyone. For there is nothing and no one broken. Everyone exists at the state of consciousness that they are able to hold in any specific moment. Every person is where they are to to bring about their highest growth and evolution in any moment. Every being on this planet is supported, loved, guided, protected with a team of <laughs> ethereal, angelic, whatever label you would choose to use, everybody has a team that they are guided by. So it is not necessary for you to seek to fix anyone, for there is nothing and no one broken. If you have been called to teach, teach. If you have been called to write, write. If you have been called to be an artist, then create your art as beautifully as you can, understanding that those who are in resonance with what you have shared with the world will see it. It may plant a seed, but know that it is not your responsibility to ensure that that seed is germinated and comes into fruition as a beautiful flower. That is not your task. That is the task of the individual themselves. Working to under, understand themselves and who they are, coming into awareness of the truth of who they are. Each is responsible for themselves. Understand that as you begin to integrate the truth of who you are, that Christed self, as you begin to allow that to descend and be reflected, removing those things that would hinder its projection within to this physical realm, your world will get, begin to change. It will be a shift. And the one who sits before you can serve as witness to this, for she has but tapped the surface of what that ability to embrace the true and authentic self will yield in the life of the one who projects their life. But holding responsibility for the embracing and the 
living of those things that you have taught throws you out of alignment with that which you are. For this is a move of the ego, as you would term it. It is not your task to facilitate outcomes, to determine how things should be integrated by those who are in receipt of that which you have shared. It is but your task to share, to be, and to allow that which would to come as it chooses. Thank you. I'm thinking love thy enemy, or even there are no enemies. There is just experience. Okay. Um, hmm. Have you got anything more you want to add to that? We will add a light code transmission. And this tropiki toraka in tretoki tru ai. Is he to repeat that? They repeat the begin day to treat And this tropiki pitraka a hitraka pitu pintitripiti. I titrupita. And this tropikita.
That was powerful. <laughs> I have to say to people who are listening on audio, uh, the transmission came through in movement first and then sound, but even just the movement itself was just, I don't know, I felt it like a, like it hit me, just like, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool that was very yeah. cool you know I want to say to this message as I watch as I watch the world and I can't I'm obsessed with watching the world at the moment with what's going on and I watch the millions and millions and millions of people that are thinking that they have to do something to fix this world like even though they've never identified themselves as healers or light workers or anything, but they disagree with what's happening and they've got to do something. And so they're out marching and, and, and organizing stuff and it's all in the doing. And the message is if you don't do something, you know, this world's going to, going to hell sort of thing. That's the message. And, <laughs> and it's a completely separate message that's coming through oneness uh you gotta be it yeah <laughs> yeah i guess the I message know. is if you're going to do anything you've got to be the love first and that's something that so many people can't hear because they're doing it from their place of unrest anger disagreement so they're acting from that energy instead of acting from love so action should should ride on the energy that you're feeling and so many feel um so many feel to act but from a place of this is not right this is unfair mm. which is the majority of the conversation i'm seeing happening you know there's the spiritual community but even even the people that have been in the spiritual community say oh you people that sit around and want to meditate and love that's not enough we've got to get out there and act <laughs> but um but acting has to come from you have to come from a place of alignment to energy first right yeah 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 the alignment of the energy is the first thing that's the first action yeah if you're going to do anything sit and like one said sit breathe Meditate, get into the heart, get connected to the oneness and feel yeah. the oneness in all things and then act from that yeah. place. Allowing the world to show you you, right? That's the that's a big, big thing. Allowing the world to show you you. And that's what I've seen out picture in my life is that the world shows me me and then I can assess it and come within and see, okay, how can I make adjustments? What am I seeing here? What is this showing me? And as I have adjusted, it's like it's transforming. Things are changing. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. So how'd that feel? <laughs> I, I, hey, I feel like I could go run, do some jumping jacks. I don't know. Energizing. Don't know. Like bouncing off the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely well that was beautiful that was beautiful 
you know, I didn't ask the question, who are they, which is what many people ask um, because I know the answer to that and it's not something you can answer really. Uh, no. It's People ask me all the time, you know, who are my mob? They're beyond identity, right? I mean, do you want to sort of have a stab at answering that question? Um, I, I would just say it's a collection, a collective of all 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 that are of the Christ consciousness. So I am open to all of that. So you know this is funny because um yesterday as I was speak so so this this uh speaking it just just came like a couple of days ago, right? The, the language and of light stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 It just it's just it just started to come. And so yesterday I did this exercise where I sat and um just called out <laughs> just called out different things right for like for example i was wondering what was the source of the light language right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i know that recently i've gotten an i guess you could call it an overlay <laughs> mm -hmm. of uh Lyran energy nice and um i could feel that and so as i spoke it was that Lyran dialect, because I, I called it up, let me hear the Lyran dialect, let me hear that Lyran voice. And as I called different star systems, it was different in each one. I even called up the angels, let me hear how the angels speak. And I started to speak in that way. I called up the Hathors and I started to sing nice. like that. Yeah, this is stuff that's probably coming that you'll probably eventually see, but they're still working on this throat because um, a lot of times I can't go full voice because they're still making adjustments. Mm -hmm. As I called up different things, I called up the wind and it was like a real throaty type of sound. I called up the trees and how could I speak to the trees and I got a different sound called up the ancestors and I get a different way of speaking. It was all different. So as I'm calling up different things, those are just, that's just a few yeah. of what started to come. So it's, it's all that are of the Christ consciousness. That's yeah. how I perceive it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you access consciousness, access the oneness, then you can access, like I always say, backstage pass, you access all areas. Then yeah. you can dial up any frequency. You can dial yeah. up ETs, you can dial up the angels, you can dial up the dead relatives or the dead friends or whatever you perceive as dead and spirits. And you can just you can just shift frequency and dial yeah. up the wind, as you say, and the lyrics. Yeah. And yeah, you can dial up anything, the ascended masters. Yeah, access all areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's, so it's just a matter of playing, playing yeah. around and seeing what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, honey one, God, time has flown. <laughs> it has been so delicious to explore your journey further today. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, I, I think this is our third time chatting, right, overall. And it's, it's amazing to me to sit back and see the progress. Yeah. See how, how much things have changed um, in such a short time. Because it, it, this was just last year, right? I mean, like, yeah. And, and it's available to everyone right. who, who seeks it. Not everyone's seeking it. Like, not everyone's seeking it. Uh, but it's available. It's, yeah, yeah, it's available. Like, 
oh, you know, we are genius, multidimensional beings. And as I've watched what's happening in our world, it's a very different conversation, what I'm seeing the majority of people having. But at some stage, they'll, we all have to move towards, towards what we're talking about today. Mm. Yeah. And I think that the only way we're going to overcome whatever it is that we're overcoming is to access that knowing and power. And as you said, I said, has it changed you? And you said, I'm not worried about anything. So like just <laughs> to stop stressing and worrying and fretting and yeah, put that energy into the world and not the upset or the worry or the fear, mm-hmm. the fear, the fear, the fear, the fear. What overcomes fear? Love. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we all have to move into this place of oneness and unity and love at, at some point. Anyway, and, and what's happening, I think, is asking us to do that on a global, on a mass, mm-hmm. on a global scale. Because it's Absolutely. the only it's the only way where because I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know, we're at war, there's a war of consciousness. The only way you win a war is if you stop fighting. <laughs> you stop fighting and move to the place of love and unity, which is something that I think it's a message humans are struggling to understand. But anyway, it's there for for all to hear and all ears who are open to listen and receive. Yeah, but as we we all embody um, the desire and the willingness to be our authentic selves, then that creates the safety for those around us to do the same thing. But we have to be willing at some point to take the mask off, stop trying to be who everybody outside of us has told us we should be, has tried to dictate that we should be, and just be ourselves, have the courage to be your authentic um, self. And it is like a it's like a wave that goes out and it just draws it out of the people around you. And that's what I've witnessed. I don't go like through my family or in, even in my household, like even with my husband and say, you have to do it this way. You got to do it this way. What I have chosen to focus on is just me and being the most authentic me that I can be in every moment. And I've seen that change and draw out, draw that same thing out of the people around me. My mother, who was not open to any of, like speaking any of this stuff, I was able to do like an energy session on her because she even has opened, you know, enough to be able to speak about it. So that's how the change occurs. You make the change within yourself and it, it starts to show up in your world. You start to attract it from your world and that's how your world has changed absolutely yeah it's been so beautiful thank you so much thank you so oh, much. thank you for having me i mean i'm always excited to speak with you so yeah this is good <laughs> love you big time all right toodles <laughs> what did you think of the beautiful angela anderson isn't she gorgeous ah uh, yeah that channeling was quite extraordinary actually the energy transmission yeah play with it as she says she's just playing with the energy playing with all different energies now but once you once you tap into the oneness you can dial up any frequency as long as there's no fear involved uh, but there are many different qualities of energy that can come to meet you and play with you and channel through you 
as we exist in this human plane in any other plane really we can do the same in any other plane but it's here in this human world that we think that sort of stuff is impossible but anything is possible life is a journey of infinite possibilities <laughs> this is the slogan i have on my um logo yes life is a journey of infinite possibilities and uh what's possible for you what are you what frequency are you dialing into see most of the time we're so dialed into stress or fear or worry that they're the sort of frequencies we attract because like attracts like but when you dial your energy into love and oneness and unity then you have a whole new range of frequencies available to you to dial into, to, to access. And that's what channeling, for a better word, is. We're all channeling all the time. We're, sometimes we're channeling love, sometimes we're channeling anger, but we're all channeling energy all the time, depending on what, how we're flowing the energy, how we're thinking and feeling, what we're feeling. So once you alleviate stress and worry and you feel at peace with your life, now you've got a whole universe of energies to play with that can come to meet you and others. Yeah, but it's moving to that place of peace. Stop worrying, the absence of worrying. Most people think that getting what they want will make them happy, but what really people are asking for is not so much to be happy, but the absence of worry. Like when you're asking for money, then you're saying, I don't want to stress about money anymore. I don't want to worry about security anymore. I don't want to worry about, you know, if I can have what I want, if I want to do this or I want to do that or travel or, you know, having to worry about where the money's going to come from. So what we're asking for is that absence of money, uh, sorry, absence of money, <laughs> absence. <laughs> asking for the absence of money, asking for the absence of worry, worry around money or worry and when you have the absence of worry the presence of love and peace and you know and all those things that we think that the physical world will give us like security is actually a feeling it's a frequency within us it's not outside us at all it's all within us it's all the vibrational frequency you know frequency within us and we, are, we have our hands on the control. Dial it up, dial it down, dial it up, dial it down. We are in control of the vibrational frequency within us. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was really beautiful. So reach out to Angela and, uh, you know, share her work. Share, 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 share her work. She's reasonably new at this. As, as we said, she's coming more and more into exploring other frequencies and the Hathor energy and other sort of galactic frequencies that many people channel the Christ consciousness. Yeah. The, the Christ consciousness is um, that consciousness of unconditional love and unity that we all talk about. And once you hit that, what we deem the Christ, the Christ consciousness, then you've got the ac access to beings that understand what we deem as christ consciousness as their default setting as their normal way of you know mode of operandi as their way of operating inside unity and love and then from that place of feeling one that feeling that connection to source and that unconditional love 
then they create worlds and things, music and worlds and societies and, you know, planets and um, bodies and, yeah, what can you create from that place of unity and love? Like infinite, you could, you know, infinity is your playground. Infinity is your playground. Yeah, being a genius creator is creating from that place of love and not, not creating from a place of fear. We can create from a place of fear. This is how we've created our world up until this point. Most of it, most of it, much of it has been created from a place of fear. But what's possible once we drop the fear? What's possible for you? Yeah, so that's the work that many of us, most of us, are doing at the moment. When I say us, people that are tuning into these shows, these types of shows, not just my show, but these types of shows, is to establish that Christ consciousness or that unconditional love and knowing and peace as our default setting. And then from there, you know, reaching out to what else is possible and what else can I create and play with? Yeah, and that's that's what I want to see this world. Like that's, you know, instead of creating from disagreement with what you don't agree with, you know, you don't like, how can you find a place of acceptance even though you still don't agree with it, shine your light on it, shine the light of love. And rather than fighting against it, it's not ignoring it, but creating what you do want. So if you disagree with that, well, then what, create what you do want. If you're being stopped from doing things that you normally do, then create another experience, another world, a new experience. You know, taking the focus off the fight. People are fighting for their freedoms but they're really asking to sort of go back to an old way of being instead of getting excited about a new way of being. So at the moment, I'm someone who can't go into the shops. Right? I'm restricted from going into the shops and um, that doesn't bother me. Do I need the shops? Not really. Uh, essential shops like food shops I can. But what else can we create if we can't shop at the super, not the supermarkets, the big department stores and stuff like that? What can I create? Outside of that, something new, something more. Yeah, get creative. Creative genius thought. All right, I'm going to go have a cup of tea. <laughs> have, a, um, have some breakfast, do something. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this weekend, William Linville is our guest teacher in the Inner Sanctum. I've had him on the show. He's just extraordinary. Uh, where did he say he was from? He's a walk-in from a Syrian, Syrian energy, walked into the body of a 22-year-old, 23-year-old male, obviously he's a male, who was very, very unwell, very obese and unwell. And this higher consciousness being stepped into this body as the other um, consciousness stepped out and he had to renovate the body <laughs> before he could use it and he lost like heaps of weight and he had there were so many illnesses that the body had. But, yeah, this consciousness stepped in and he had to renovate the body. But like many or all consciousness that step into this earth experience, they still come through the veil of forgetfulness. So he still had to awaken to who he was. So he stepped into a body, believing that he was this body and this the problems of the body, which was in a hospital at the time. 
and then the family walks in and he knows the family has all the memory of the family but feels no connection to them so he still is in a place of confusion like Whoa, who am i what am i doing here a bit like amnesia or something without having amnesia anyway a place of confusion that he had to sort it all out had to sort it all out and um, and he did obviously it didn't take him long because he was a higher consciousness being so he sorted it out got reconnected to his source and um realized that he stepped into the body to be a teacher to help humanity you know shift and thrive and evolve and that's exactly what he's doing <laughs> but he has such a i hate to use the word alien but it is this extraordinary energy that's unlike what most humans are it's like a higher intelligence that is um kind of scary it's so high there's a lot of kids that are coming in like that too they're so highly intelligent and and incredibly intuitive he can see like he sees your blueprint he sees your whole soul's plan he can like look right inside you so there's this heightened intelligence and this expanded psychic intuitive um perception yeah it's kind of like an et it's kind of scary and exciting at the same time i love him and i think he's completely strange he's but he's fabulous he's absolutely fabulous anyway so he's going to be our guest teacher this weekend love you all big time and thank you again for listening and watching and uh, sharing the shows and uh, being so fabulous such a great audience just love you all and all your comments love all your comments and remember to check out the book awakened by death if you haven't already bye for now bye